Join the conversation at everydaynovelist.com. Submit a question, leave a comment, or a creative death threat. Or find the host at J.D. Sawyer on Minds.com, or hit him up at feedback at jdsawyer.net. We can't do it without you. Welcome to The Everyday Novelist. My name is J. Daniel Sawyer, author of nearly 30 books, more than 30 short stories, and numerous articles and scripts and essays, coming to you from up in the crow's nest with my spyglass on this daily voyage through the dicey waters of business, craft, learning, and art in the writing life. Welcome to The Questions, episode 942. Today we hear from Doc... Who wants to know what's up? Oh, I hope Doc's not from Albuquerque. Oh, Oh, he's definitely not from Albuquerque. I'm in the process of trying to push my second novel, The Kindred of Kali, through edits to get it ready for publication, which means that it is also time to think about recording audio for the first novel, The Perils of Prague, in order to put out the audiobook at about the same time. I was planning on doing this through ACX, but I was listening to the podcast this morning when the phrase ACX debacle was uttered. What debacle? <laughs> what did I miss? Is this just free as usual, or do I need to rethink my audiobook strategy? Oh, it's a special kind of fuckery. Um, ACX has been underreporting, has been not only underreporting its sales, but running a lending library in violation of copyright, and billing authors back for the full amount, not just the author's share, but the full amount of the returned audiobooks, which can be returned at any time after any amount of listening, not just like someone gets three chapters in and decide they don't like it, but they could read the, they could listen to the whole thing many times, and then at some point in the future decide they want to credit and just return one of their old books. Needless to say, to properly characterize this sort of behavior, I would need to use the word allegedly quite liberally to avoid uh, the big bad Amazon lawyers, but there is a class action lawsuit gearing up. Uh, You can find out, uh, you say Nink has got some stuff going on on it, I'll uh, dig through my emails, I'm on the list, and we'll put the link to their tracking page. Uh, You should reread that. Resay that. Well, oh, not Nink. It's a. Uh, yeah, is it Nink? Is it Published Drive? One of those. It's got a big thing going on it. Um, we'll link to that in the show notes if I can find one of their emails. And also, you can uh, get a quick pricey on it at audiblegate.com, though I'm not quite sure who is running audiblegate.com. But if you look online for Audiblegate, you will find a wealth of very depressing and depressingly unsurprising information about a company that, now that it is associated with Hollywood, and not surprisingly considering it was originally associated with New York, is engaging in creative accounting practices in order to strip money from their talent. Because they're too lazy to run a good business. But uh, anyway, that's, uh, that's what's going on. In terms Allegedly. of... In terms of uh, audiobook strategy... Um, oh, yeah, we got to answer that part of the question, too, don't we? We in this publishing house think that going wide with audiobooks is best. We've never, we've never done an ACX partner read. Um, we do our own reads 
where possible and when we want a different voice we we hire out yeah um sometimes for terms sometimes for cash sometimes for a combination of the two and in that way we're not limited to acx right the thing is you uh, go through the acx partner program and acx is the executor of that contract which means that that it's not just that you're exclusive to audible for this initial seven-year period it means that they're the fiduciary of record who's in charge of handling all the money and splitting it between the two of you so um, i don't know about you but i don't really want amazon handling my money any more than i can get away with more to the point it limits what you can do after the exclusivity period ends you have to strike a fresh contract with the voice talent at that point mm-hmm so you either at that point, if uh, the market dynamics have shifted, and they are shifting, ACX or Audible is no longer 90% of the market. Mm-hmm. It's gone down. It's like 75 or 80% now. As the market dynamics shift, it's good to have that kind of flexibility. Seven years mm-hmm. from now, things could look very, very different. And considering that seven years from now, everything in the entire world is likely to look very, very different... <laughs> Because the entire world is undergoing a major phase shift that's way more fundamental than what happened during the period of World War One, I. I really would keep my options open right now if I were you. Yeah. And there are now many places to do uh, to sell audiobooks that mm-hmm. people are buying audiobooks from. ACX or Audible tends to be convenient for listeners simply because if you have a membership you can it's easy to click a button and right and, and because get an everyone sh- everyone shops at amazon mm-hmm. but going through any number of other distribution services you get library distribution and penetration into foreign markets that's way way better than what you get with acx mm, and Audible. yes and it really pays off um I don't have anything exclusive through Audible right now, never have, but I can tell you that my numbers, the the money that's coming from the disparate channels versus ACX on my titles is about 50-50, and that's not just the titles I've written, but all the titles I control. But the units that are moving in the other channels, way higher. Because a lot of the library stuff doesn't pay quite as much as uh, Audible's rates. Oh, and it reminds me, the other thing Audible is doing, they say they're going to pay you 25% or 20% or whatever it is. But after they take their surcharges off the top, it's often closer to 10%. And I don't have that problem with the royalty rates paid by my other distributor. Um, they say this channel pays this royalty rate, then that's the royalty rate I get. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm so I wouldn't be in Audible at all if they weren't such a big part of the market. Their creative accounting is awful, and mm-hmm. absolutely makes my blood boil. So yeah, that's what we got. Thanks very much for the question, and we'll see you tomorrow. The Everyday Novelist is written by J. Daniel Sawyer and presented by J. Daniel Sawyer and Kitty Nakian and is produced by Artistic Whispers Productions Incorporated. The text is copyright 2021 J. Daniel Sawyer and the production is copyright 2021 Artistic Whispers Productions Incorporated. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License and all other rights are reserved to their respective owners.
Join the conversation, submit a question, leave a comment, or a creative death threat, or find me at jdsawyeronminds.com or hit me at feedback at jdsawyer.net. We can't do it without you.